Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. This is Dimity out here in dry, dry Denver. And I think I'm finally back on my own time zone after Disney Princess. What about you, Sarah? Oh, my. I've been uh, waking up a little earlier than I'd like um, (laughs) after after our 3 a.m. wake up call on Sunday morning to uh, catch the 4 a.m. shuttle bus. Um, yes, no, but I am, uh, recovered in, in the legs, you know, my legs didn't hurt too much after the race, but, um, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves though. The Disney princess was everything and more that, that everyone had said about, about it. I'm laughing. Dimity, I remember you looked back at the, um, we were up in Corral A and you look back at just the sea of women and they were kind of those, um, they weren't Klieg lights, but I, I, they were, you know, high, um, street lights, and uh, you said it looks like a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I mean, all these women just walking, like you know, in one direction, that of the zombie apocalypse, one or the other. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just. I mean, it's twenty six thousand women run the half marathon. That's how many there were in the half marathon this year. So, I mean, that's twenty. I mean, I don't think I've ever been around. There's never. I mean, they 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 call themselves. I think correctly. So the biggest. Um, women's sporting event in the world. And yeah. just, um, you know, I mean, just the power of that many women in one place, like you could almost smell the estrogen, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think everybody got synced up on their their cycles, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the sparkles, I mean, you know, because we're, we're, we're not really girly girls, you know, we're really not. And um, we're not, I'm not, we're... I shouldn't speak for you, maybe. But, um, this, you know, but remember, I did have to put on um, lip gloss before we talked to Chris McDougall before before but you know for radio but uh no yeah you're right we are not um girly girls we're not um princessy type peoples despite my name meaning princess in hebrew um and so uh but yeah Sarah, you, you are you are not uh, a girly girl but you are a name savant that's that's what that's my that might be my nickname for you you are so into names you know everything about a lot of names i do i do I, but that's I, taking a right hand turn i don't know if we want to go that way quite yet but um but yeah, it just, you know, it was just the, 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 um, just, yeah, we're not girly girls, but you know, we put on our little sparkle athletic skirt and, um, Krista who won, um, the entry from us made us these cute, um, kind of pom-poms for our, our shoes. And we turned our, I run things shirt into kind of a Peter Panish, you know, Tinkerbellish kind of top mm-hmm. and, um, and just went for it. And it was really, I mean, you know, so you don't have to go like all in, like, spend hours making, you know, I mean, the, the, some of the women that I saw with like their snow white costumes that had like, you know, little ribbon overlays for every, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You like the way it, that, but... uh, the way that Carrie from, uh, at this is Carrie, um, from, uh, sparkle athletics, uh, she did that one year and she has posted that picture a lot. I got to say, you know, I, there's no way I could do that, go to that level of detail, but I sure do admire it. And I love creativity in that respect. Like when people do just wacky creative costumes, I bow down to that. Oh, I agree. I totally do too. But I, I, first of all, 
A, I don't want to um, draw that much attention to myself <laughs> or put that much, a couple of things. I don't want to draw that much attention to myself. I don't want to put that much time into a costume. And oh my gosh, some of those women like wearing like long skirts or tights, or I mean, some of those outfits, I'm oh. like, I have got to be run comfortable oh. in my costume, right? There were, there were these two women. So um, I ended up uh, running with Amy Bailey, who won uh, the free entry to the race and, and then um, was running with me. And then Kristen, our assistant, who was at the race with us, ran with Krista, the Team K. And so Amy and I were running. and The, the, K, the, team. the yeah, K team. The K team uh, was ahead of us. There were these two women ahead of us, and they were wearing purple um, tank tops and then I think some sort of skirt, but I'm not positive about that. But then they were wearing tights that seemed to have what I thought and Amy and I both thought looked kind of like a lizard pattern. And I was just, and we were in Disney World by that point. We we're about to go th- on, under under Cinderella's um, castle. And I just couldn't, I couldn't stand not knowing. So I sped up a little bit and I'm like, hey, what are you? And they turn around, they're like, we're Ariel. And with this kind of like, duh, we're Ariel. And I was like, huh, okay, those don't really look like scales to me, but that's okay. Uh, uh-huh. so, but they had their tights on. And yeah. And all I thought brother. was sweat city. Oh my gosh. I would have been my, my own ocean of, uh, you know, <laughs> sweat. <laughs> Forget the Atlantic and the Gulf. Sarah's making a new ocean <laughs> right. right in the middle of Florida, yeah. central Florida. I would have been under the sea of my own sweat. <laughs> exactly. Under the sea. Um, so yeah, I mean, we went, so yeah, so I didn't get to run, which I have to say like, so Thursday I was definitely feeling very wistful and we were out, I was out doing some errands and stuff to get ready for the expo. And I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to run. And um, I mean, it's, it is hard to be on the sidelines of a race when you want to be in it. Um, and I, and I have to say, so a, I saw two women though, walking in boots. I don't know if they just wanted to cross the starting line. Oh, you mean black, you know, like a, a boot. like a big black, not, not like fashion boots or, mm-hmm. you know, or captain hook boots, like <laughs> boot, like my foot is broken or my ankle uh-huh. is screwed up or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and two women in them. And I was like, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a chance to say anything or ask them what they were doing, but I certainly hope that they weren't walking slash clomping 13.1 miles because holy cow, that is just, that's, I mean, I guess it's kind of admirable, but I mean, the thing that happens to me when those boots is that everything else gets so out of whack, like your hips and your, mostly your hips and your back. And so, I mean, to go Mm 13.1 as you clomp step, clomp step, clomp step, (laughs) I mean, geez. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm sitting on the sidelines and, um, and I, and you know, I was kind of dressed up as you guys. So I think people were like, why isn't she jumping in the race? Cause I kind of moved up just a little bit past the starting line and just started cheering for people. And a couple of people recognized me. And then, um, a couple of people just kind of looked at me and I was like, I don't think I look very nice right now. Like, not like, um, not like I hadn't put on my lip gloss, but I hadn't, but, um, but more like I was kind of scowling, you know, oh, because. Fine. Well, because it was, you know, whatever time in the morning, I mean, it was five, what time did the race go off? 5.30. So it was, you know, 3.30 my time and I wasn't running and, you Mm -hmm. know, there were a lot of women and it was just, you know, I had a a long day ahead of me and Mm -hmm. I just wasn't in, I mean, I was in the spirit. I was very much in awe and loved the race, but you know, it is, it's a little disheartening to stand and watch 26,000 women go by and be like, I want to be in there and I'm not, you know, particularly because. You did when when uh, we met up in uh, Orlando on Thursday. You're like, you know, I'm sort of thinking about running the race, and 
And I was thinking, mm, I don't think so. Not a good idea if you want to keep headed toward the Ironman, but I didn't say anything. And so then we got to go to that meetup tweet up on uh, Friday morning, kind of unexpectedly. And so you were thrown into running um, a little under three miles on Friday morning. And, and we ended up being very pleased that you did that because you realized that it would have been a, a big, bad move to try to do 13.1. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, you know, do as I say. And do as I say, Dimity. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm thinking like I'm looking like a grouch, you know, because both you and I, I mean, we are very, you know, um, open, kind of loving people, but our faces don't always reflect I that. Ju- I just was thinking that today, just thinking that today that I thought, oh, we met so many wonderful mother runners who had such just smiles like emanating from their faces. Like it wasn't just about their mouths. It was just this beautiful with their eyes and their just, it was almost like sparkles were coming off of them regardless of what they were wearing. And I was like, oh yeah, Timothy and I both don't do that. Like <laughs> unless the corners of our mouth are going up towards our scalps, like we, we don't look like we're having a good time. I thought, wow, it's amazing that we can like succeed and people actually want to come up and talk to us when we look like. When we look like this, I know and it's not, but it's like, it's not like I, I'm unhappy. I just look, I, I don't look, we don't look unhappy. We just don't look welcoming, I guess, is yeah. what, um, as, as how I would, I would best describe it. Um, so I came down to, to breakfast the next morning and, um, and Grant, my husband, um, read me this bit, um, from the wall street journal about stress busting smiles, which is basically like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Like, and, and smiling research has been showing is that, you know, it, it lowers your heart rate. It makes difficult situations, less difficult. Um, you know, it's just a good thing to do overall, like, you know, meditation and eating well and all those things that we all know we should do. Um, and so it's, it's this little woman, it's, it's this little bit, I'll just read it. Um, this woman named Kyle, and I won't even try and um, pronounce her last name. She's from Brooklyn, regularly runs for exercise and long distance training. Um, after seeing race photos of herself grimacing, um, she, 32 years old, began about a year ago making a conscious effort to smile when running. Hmm. I started by literally forcing myself to smile. Now I think I do it more naturally, she says. Smiling has helped her feel less stressed and tired while running. Since the biggest challenge in long distance running isn't physical, but mental, I might want to change, uh, you know, beg to differ with that. But um, smiling ensures that long distance running will be much, much easier, says Miss um, Gorjunk, I think is how you said, a co-founder of an online resource for women runners called Salty Running. What happens is you actually find things to be happy about instead of just smiling for the sake of doing it. She says, and of course, other people smile back. So, so I think I, I think we've got to like little do a little, you know, um, a little petri dish, dish of an experiment, Sarah, you and I, and mm. for the next couple of weeks, just well, smile when you're running because that's not really our mo for sure. Although right. I do, I do. I mean, when I run with Molly or Kristen or Sheila or anybody, I mean, I laugh a ton when I run. So, uh-huh. um, you know, and a lot of the time that I'm talking. So, uh, I mean, I definitely, when I stand at our, at our expo, I try to smile, um, uh-huh. more than I do when I walk down the aisle of the supermarket or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have tried to smile during a race and it's incredibly hard for me to do that. <laughs> I do look like I'm grimacing. It's not, it's not pretty by any means. And do you think it's because, because you can obviously, you know, it sounds like you're smiling when you're, you're training. Is it just because you're running harder in a race or you're just kind of in the moment or what? Well, so I don't know if, if laughing, I don't know if I would necessarily be 
Because I laughed a, a fair bit during the the princess race with Amy. I mean, we had some some very good chuckles. We were very um, irate at the um, the army guy who was you know dressed up like a toy soldier from Toy Story who who lied and said at the <laughs> that at the beginning of this one incline that it was the last hill of the race. Well, no, it wasn't. It was the th- you know, first of three, but anyway, so, I mean, oh. but ultimately we got the to insanity of that. All. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but I mean, ultimately we ended up laughing about it. Um, like when she, I blogged about this, but said, you know, I said, Oh, let's go get our picture taken with Mrs. Incredible. And she, when we run up, Amy goes, hi, Helen. I was like, Oh my gosh, look at you calling her by her first name. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Oh, and I mean, I totally smiled. Oh my gosh. My, um, current favorite running song is Alicia Keys' Girl on Fire. I just love, love, love that song. And we were um, mile eight, which I was, or mile seven, I guess, I was feeling not all that great because of the humidity. And we're running past these speakers. And it was like as if it was queued up just for me. The second we get near them, suddenly, boom, the song comes on. And I just was... Yeah, I was just, I was so, and I would just start, you know, singing out loud with it and pumping my arms. And so I got exuberant, but I don't know if, um, if you'd snapped a picture of me, I probably would look like a crazy person instead of a smiling person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I just say, let's, let's, let's just do a little check-in for, um, and next week, let's just do a smile check-in on the podcast. So when you don't necessarily feel like smiling or when you feel like you're just kind of giving off the, like, don't bug me vibes, smile, see what happens. Though your heart is aching, smile even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. If you smile through your fear and sorrow, smile and maybe. You'll see the sun come shining through for you. Well, alrighty, we will try to smile more. Does that mean like when I'm at the supermarket and I'm kind of mad because they don't have broccoli, Rob, that I still have to smile? Or is that so just, are we talking I have to smile more when I run? Well, I mean, you know, you use, use with your discretion. Okay. So, I mean, does the world end because they don't have broccoli, Rob? No. So, you know, is that something to smile about? Maybe not. But maybe if you smile about it, then maybe you won't be so upset about it. <laughs> I do have to say that I um, have, the, and then we'll get to the meat of the show, but I have this friend, Willow, who I used to work with a long time ago, and she has the most dazzling smile. And it's just, that's the way her face is naturally. Like her, when her face rests, it's in a smile position and she just has these beautiful eyes and they light up when she really turns on her smile. And when Phoebe was born, I was like, oh, I'm going to have this totally serious child just like me. And, you know, it always looked somewhat scowling. And so I uh, tapped Willow to be my smile coach for my kids. And then (laughs) we joked that she'd come over and teach the baby how to smile. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Yeah. That's awesome. So so the meat of the show is um, it's another Q&A, but we got fresh questions. Fresh questions this morning on Facebook. 
So, there's nothing like we like more than I kind of describe this as our low rent Q and A or our budget Q and A because we can't have a real call in show. So we just uh, yeah. we just provide the Q and the A. Right. So maybe we <laughs> should you, we should do the questions like in an accent or something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You guys actually provide the cues, but but you can't be here to have a conversation with us. So yeah, yeah. So, All right. Well, so, do you want to read the first one, Sarah? Uh, can I read it in, in a voice, a different voice? Though? Sure. <laughs> this is from Sue. I'm a newbie and I want to do my first 5K. No, okay, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't sustain <laughs> like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a newbie and I want to do my first 5K this spring. Um, I am wondering if, for the most part, when you compete in a race, if you could do walking intervals. My time on the trail behind my house is 34 minutes with a couple of walking breaks. So um, I say most definitely she can do walking breaks. Um, what do you think, Dan? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, you know, the key to that is to not honk off your fellow runners around you and start in the right corral. So, um, or in the right, it's a lot of smaller races, 5Ks don't have corrals, but don't line up, you know, in the first third or even half of the race um, pack, just because those people are probably going to be running from the get-go and probably want to just run the whole time. But if you kind of stay back, you know, and in, into kind of the the back half of the pack, and, um, and are just kind of respectful. I mean, I, it's kind of, I think of almost like putting on your blinker when you want to take a walk. So, you know, mm-hmm. get to one side of the road, either the left side or the right side, you know, just don't, don't stop right in the middle of, you know, if you're right in the middle. Yeah. Why that, that bothers you, Dimity? You don't like that when someone does that to you. <laughs> well, you know, um, I mean, I, I it's funny because, uh, you know, I used to rollerblade uh, in Central Park a lot. Because you, you weren't tall enough already. <laughs> exactly. I needed to add about four more inches underneath me. And um, and I used to, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm, you know, I grew up in Minnesota. Like, I, I can skate. I can skate, you know. <laughs> it's hardwired. Uh, it's hardwired. It's hardwired. I'm a North Star. And, uh, and so... Um, but I used to think to myself, and I think this to myself sometimes on the bike too, like if you're behind me, you are the one that is in charge, you know, like it is your fault if you hit me, you know, well, I mean, so that is the truth on the road. I mean, if you rear end somebody, you're at fault, even if the person ahead of you did a totally boneheaded move. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Well, look, one time I was um, driving up to Boston with my best friend. We were in college. We were going to go pick up her boyfriend from school and we were at um, a toll booth on, I guess it must have been the Mass Pike. Um, yeah, probably getting onto the Mass Pike. And she totally rear-ended this car full of businessmen in a rental car ahead of us. And I knew what the law was. And Courtney gets out and she goes, do you really think that was my fault? I'm like thinking, <laughs> um, yeah, the law thinks it is. <laughs> Sorry. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. 
Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway, so so I mean, you won't, you know. So if we're if we're going all legal on us, you know, if you slow up from a run to a walk and the person behind you gets a little pissed off, like, you know, it's their fault, not yours. But you know, just trying to kind of create a, a loving atmosphere at the races. Mm-hmm. So um, so pull off, but but um, you know, thirty four minutes for a five k is not is not um. Super oh, I think slow. it's it's so, a decent clip, particularly that she's doing that probably I assume on her own on a trail. Um, and then the adding in walking breaks. So I think that Sue, I mean, you're going to get into a race environment. I'm going to be surprised if Sue ends up taking any walking breaks because the, you know, she said it's her first 5k. I mean, that you really don't know. It's sort of like going to Disney princess. We, we sort of knew what to expect, but we didn't really know what to expect. It's the same way before you ever go to your first race. You, you can read about races. You can read all about them and train like a mother. You can hear your friends talk about them, but until you get there and are mingling around and then, you know, hear the star spangled banner and, and, you know, the gun goes off or whatever. I mean, you, you just can't imagine what the adrenaline and the excitement feels like and the the help that you get from other people around you yeah the momentum mm-hmm. it, yep absolutely absolutely it's kind of like giving birth to mm-hmm. or going to college or any of that stuff <laughs> basically you just gotta you gotta live it to know it you know yeah yeah um okay so sue go rip it up at your 5k and uh and have a good time and so now we're moving on to laura who um recently sprained her ankle She said, how much is three weeks of light exercise going to set me back? I have a half marathon in seven weeks, and the longest I have been able to run since the sprain is six miles. Um, So first of all, we sympathize with your injury, Laura. Sorry that you're dealing with a a little sprain. Um, Three weeks. Oh, don't say little sprain, Dimity. That's that. Okay, sorry. Yep, yep. That's the whole whole thing. I mean, I think you were going to go on the the three weeks, but I... I mean, I got to just say that, that sprained ankles are totally not something to be messed with. And that, that that's what I read and hear from experts is that people don't take them seriously enough. And oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, I mean, actually, okay, I did a little research on this one and that, <laughs> um, that um, oh, someone did a study and of nearly 500 ankle sprain patients and found that the majority were still experiencing pain and weakness six to 18 months later. Um, and, uh, this researcher said ankle sprains may be more problematic than generally thought or standard medical treatment may be inadequate. And it's just, I mean, well, our friend, um, for an example, Dimity, um, our good buddy, Mike Yesis, um, who, okay, he's not a mother runner. He is a dad though, but he, um, 
used to just had weak ankles and one time sprained his ankle. And then forever after that was his like Achilles heel for lack of a better term. Just, it was always susceptible to injury and, you know, and re-injury and that over time it can do a lot of damage to, um, to sprain and re-sprain your ankle. Yeah. Well, I, I, believe it or not, I have one of those ankles. <laughs> you might write one. Oh. I sprained a really bad once. And so, yeah, I mean, it's very, very, it's much trickier than my left, you know, mm. um, as far as, you know, cause it, and it, it buckles sometimes on its own, you oh. know, just to kind of keep things interesting. Like when I'm taking a step <laughs> off a curb in my dance co clogs or something like that, you know, really to keep, keep me on my toes. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you, they, they should not be messed with. So obviously she needs to be you know, healed and ready to go for a half marathon or the half marathon is a no go. Even if you are, you know, standing forlorn and your Tinkerbell wings on the side of the starting line, like I was <laughs> just, uh, just say, for example, <laughs> just say, I'm just saying just a couple more specific details. Um, but so, I mean, but three weeks of light exercise, you know, is going to set you back some for sure. Um, I mean, so a sprained ankle, the, the biggest thing that I say with injuries, um, about kind of cross training is that you can do anything as long as it doesn't hurt it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so if the bike, I mean, I'm guessing a sprained ankle, the bike would probably hurt it, but if it doesn't, you know, that's an option. Um, the elliptical ditto, um, you know, that step machine with like the stair mill that is, you know, that can kick your little hiney pretty, pretty fast and pretty far. I mean, that's a great, great option. I mean, the biggest thing with, with cross training for, when you're trying to kind of simulate running is that you got to do it hard. <laughs> I mean, you are, you got to be kind of be that crazed woman that is, you know, everyone's kind of looking at like, what's her deal? Like, right. what is she, you know, why is she sweating buckets and who, what is she running away from or trying to like get at work out of her? But I mean, you know, I, I just, all the cross training that I've done, I mean, you really, you know, riding the exercise bike, you, if you're riding at an intensity, like when you're running, you can't really watch TV or read a magazine. Like that doesn't, it, or at least I can't, I should say, maybe you, you have more <laughs> mental capacities than I do. Don't throw chewing gum into the mix. Cause that would just exactly. throw you off. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> don't ask me to pat my belly at the same time. Um, but I mean, it is, you want an intensity that you feel like you're running, you know? So, I mean, whatever, whatever intensity you run at, you really want to try and replicate that on the cross training, um, you know, whatever modality you're doing. So, um, so three weeks will set you back. What do you think, Sarah? I mean, what would you do? Um, well, I, I, a line that you often say comes to mind when I, when I read this scenario is there's always other races, but you only have one body. And given how tricky a sprained ankle can be and that, um, seven, what was it? The longest run was six miles. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. I, I guess I'd opt out of the half that um, it just it, it sort of doesn't seem worth it. I'd be worried about doing further and permanent damage to that ankle. And, and sure. you know, it's um, you got to always take the long view on things. And, and, you know, you still want to be running when you're 40 and 50 and 60. Exactly. You want to yeah. be running when you're 40, Sarah? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the, the alternative, that's too much to stomach, Laura. I mean, the other thing you can do is, you know, um, set out and, you know, you won't be wearing a boot. So that's the good news. Um, like those, the women that I saw at Disney, but I mean, if you want to cover the distance and cover it in a, like a very, um, cautious way, you know, running for two minutes, walking for one, you know, and do that for the whole way or something like that. I mean, that's, that to me feels like a smarter option than just trying to go and have a regular run. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
All right. And then we have um, Shelly, who is uh, also looking uh, forward to a starting line of a um, half marathon. She says, I am following the train like a mother own it half plan gunning for a PR in Pittsburgh in early May. I have another half scheduled uh, six weeks later. How do I train between races? Go back six weeks in the plan and repeat. Um, so woohoo. Um, thank you, Shelly, for um, supporting a train like a mother plan and, and know that um, a ton of mother runners have had really great success with um, running their fastest races after following that plan. So, um, so we're sure you'll do it. So, um, I mean, what I would do is um, take a few days off, like two or three days off completely after that Pittsburgh race, and then hop back on the plan at week eight. Um, I looked um, looked it up for coming to the the studio, and the plan is 13 weeks long, so that would give you then five and a half weeks until um, race day number two. And then that Thursday workout calls for five miles with fairly intense intervals, and so that's a good way to jump back in and um, – I think, I think you'll be fine. And then you'll, so you'll work out hard for probably close to four more weeks and then taper and then step up to the start line again. What would you do, Dan? That's, that's a really scientific answer, Sarah. (laughs) You you did your homework. I did. (laughs) We we get this question a lot though. I mean, don't we get it a lot? Like, because you don't have, you know, it's not like when you start from a race, you know, you go from race to race. It's not like when you're starting for race number two, it's you're starting from point zero, you know, you're starting at some kind of base and how do you build in an appropriate way? I mean, so something like that, six weeks in between two half marathons, um, you obviously want to PR at the Pittsburgh one. Um, So personally, I would make that my goal and I would focus on that and, um, and hopefully get that PR that you really want. Um, And then I would say, okay, and now I've got another race in six weeks and set a different goal for it. And I mean, it can be obviously, you can have, keep your eye on the clock. Um, but another PR I think is, um, ambitious. That's, this is me talking, me, who's Dimity, who's me, you know, me, um, you know, who's injury prone and also not super ambitious when it comes to training hard back to back. I like my, I like my races kind of individual and spaced out very (laughs) judiciously. Um, so, um, so yeah, so if I were you, I would, I would take more than two or three days off, especially if I set a PR on the own it plan, I would probably take almost a week off. I knew knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say (laughs) that. And and, and I, I mean, I would say, you know, you can definitely run. I would maybe run on Thursday or Friday of that week, you know, go for like three, four miles. And then maybe that weekend, maybe go like six or seven. And then in between, um, in between, you know, that the end of that, that week, then you've got five more weeks. I would probably try to get my long runs. I might work up to like 11 or 12 again, but I, I definitely wouldn't go, you know, um, 13 miles with 15 minutes strong. I mean, but I guess it really depends upon what, what you want out of that race. But I, um, for me, I would, I would keep my mileage. I probably would jump off a plan to be honest with you, keep my mileage somewhere in, you know, four to five miles during the weekdays, maybe three times, and then a long run on the weekends and just go see, you know, what happens. Cause sometimes that, you know, sometimes that can be a, uh, a formula for success as well. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're like, you're very, very not believing me. Yeah. But... It's, it's heretical to hear what you're saying, but, uh, <laughs> hey, that, <laughs> well, re- just... that reminds me though. Can we change topics? We were supposed to find a word each week when we were at Disney, we were still laughing at the non-pareil, um, non-pareil <laughs> and the stew. And what was the other one that we were talking about? Oh, I've never the remember. jelly roll pan. No. Oh, jelly. 
that's worth revisiting. But but that uh, you your suggestion was that we find a commonly mispronounced word or a word that people really kind of don't know how to pronounce. And I forgot to do my homework and look up a word like that. But well, um, heretical was good, and then yeah. I threw out judicious. I mean, those are some good twenty five cent words. I think that those are both pronounced correctly, but they're they're good words. Yes. They make us sound like we haven't lost all our marbles. You know, changing diapers and. <laughs> Picking up Legos, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So the last one. We're wrapping up. And last one, and we don't have much time. Yes. Okay. Adrian, I've been running at an indoor track, which is a great option to have, but her GPS watch isn't strong enough to get a signal. And her brain doesn't work well enough to keep track of the number of laps that she's done. Adrian, are you? I think you live in the same brain Sarah and I do. Um, (laughs) We we share a brain, don't we, Timothy? Like we trade it back and forth. Exactly. After. Um, lap eight or so, I lose all ability to count. Um, does anyone else have that problem? And so, and do you have any comp and, and have you come up with a workaround for an easily distracted mother's running brain? Yeah. You know, I get this, um, a little bit in the pool because mm-hmm. like I've been doing some oh, 200s yeah. and 300s and, um, and I'm trying to, you know, I really want to, you know, nail, I'm on a training plan, Sarah, so I've got to be very, you know, I'm not trying to be heretical. I really want to stick it and be judicious in my training. And um, and so um, so what I do is I do like for hundreds. So I go like one lap down is one, one, and then one lap back is one, two, oh, and then one, three, and then one, four. And then I start at two, two, one, two, 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 three, two, four. Well, then I know I'm at 200. But then Instead you're... of being like, have I just done four laps or six laps? But you, know? you can't I just mean, count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I could, but then I don't know. It just, it seems to, and it keeps me occupied too. I don't know. That's, that's what I like to do. So, I mean, I would come up with a little system like that, like, Four times around, four times around, somehow marking it. I don't know. This is this from the woman who, in our talk that we give at races, says, oh, yeah, I can't, you know, I have to break down a race into much smaller chunks. So I, I count 100 steps on my left foot and 100 steps on my right foot. And I'd be like, yeah, like I'd, I'd give up after like 11 or 12 counting. No, I can do that because that's quick. That's one, two, three, four, five. You know, that I can do that. That's no problem. It's the swimming because... You know, from one end to the other, I don't know how many seconds it takes, but there's a lot of room for other thoughts to creep in, you know, like, oh, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? And what do I have to do after this? And what's up for this? And then, and then I'm like, wait, was that 150 or 200 or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I just always think, I mean, when, when I was, was swimming, I would do, you know, I would just basically repeat 25, 25, 25, all the way down. Then coming back 50, 50, 50, 50, like I would just, it would almost be a mantra and, and try Uh not to, but, but for the counting the, the laps, I definitely, um, I thought about wearing one of those like breastfeeding bead bracelets. Um, (laughs) but then I realized that maybe you can only buy those in Portland, Oregon. (laughs) So it's kind of like a, a little abacus for your wrist and you push things, um, push beads over to one side. So, um, you could do that. You could do a bead thing. I mean, um, I think that it, well, I've never seen it, but I'm, I've been out of the breastfeeding scene for, you know, six years now. Um, but you know that we have that problem too, at girls on the run, you know, you mm-hmm. laps around the school and yeah. say so like you move beads or you have them write something down. I realize that that's more for their like entertainment. So they, they don't whine that they have to go around one more time. They get a chance yeah. to stop. But, um, <laughs> Gosh, I don't know, Adrian. I think oh, you, you, know, you stumped us on this one. How about, no, no, no. I got an idea. This is borrowed from when I was making those red velvet cupcakes that we have the recipe on Valentine's Day on our website. Um, I had to put in 
gosh, I had to put in four cups of powdered sugar. Bear with me on this. I'm getting to the point of why this relates to running. But I, um, but I only had a half um, cup measuring cup. And so I laid out eight coins from my purse. And because, um, you know, there's eight half cups in four cups. Of, <laughs> so, wow, you're yeah. so smart. So then each time when I put a half cup in, I moved, um, you know, a penny or a dime from the one pile over to, you know, further away. So making a new pile. So once so I was I out of do. all those chains, um, out of, you know, all the coins, then I knew I had reached my appropriate number. So she could put like, um, you know, I don't know, eight coins in one pocket and switch them over to another pocket. And annoy the heck out of her as they jingle around <laughs> as she runs. But uh, I do like that idea. I think that's. I think you're onto something. So you got to have shorts on, Adrian, mm-hmm. that have pockets. How many or, pairs of running shorts have running pockets? Though? Or no, but I would say maybe like a, a vest or a light or, or I don't When's know. When's the last time you wore a vest in an indoor running track? Just well, saying. Well, but, well, if there's no <laughs> air conditioning, because I mean, in this day and age, everybody's cutting down on their expenses. So sometimes it can be kind of chilly. Um, so okay, this is a right. woman who free, who at the start of the Disney princess half marathon, you were like, Oh, it's so cold. I'm like, it's the mid sixties. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was breezy. It was dark and breezy, dark and breezy. It was a saying. dark and breezy morning. <laughs> it was a dark and breezy morning. And there was a revolution going on. Right. Dun, dun. Um, <laughs> um, I like that idea. I like the pocket to pocket thing, but that might mm-hmm. take a little fine tuning, but I think okay. that that's it. But I think you have tiny beads. I would love if anyone has a solution for them to put it up on our Facebook page or tweet us at mm. um, the Mother Runner. Mm. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, let's 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 collective all all of our large harness, all of our really large brain power. <laughs> see if we can come up with a solution. Where she, the thing is, we don't want her to have to stop. That's that's the key. Correct. Yeah. So, so there's no there's, hash marks or yeah. Something, there's no drawing with much. chalk on the you know um, yeah. on the ground or anything like that or. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, because there could be also something, I don't know, like, yeah, there, somehow I think there might be something with little clips on your um, shorts or I don't know, something. I'm sure somebody out there has an idea. But that brings us to the end of the episode. So, um, but you know you want more of us. You just know you do. So, <laughs> so, I don't know if I do. So, <laughs> if you do, I don't know. So go go to our website, anothermotherrunner.com, please, or our Facebook page, Run Like a Mother, the book. As Dimity said, we're on Twitter at at the Mother Runner, and especially look for our books "Run Like a Mother" and "Train Like a Mother" on Amazon.com. Thanks, and many happy miles, no matter how you count them. Mm-hmm.